Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. You know, last week we discussed resting and versus quitting, that you can rest, but you can't quit. Interestingly enough, uh, many of you have reached out and kind of taken the whole quitting in a different direction, which is completely fine because there's a lot of ways that can be taken. But most of the comments I've been getting aren't about mama needing to take a a rest or feeling like quitting, although there have been a lot of those, but it's in regards to our kids, children who want to quit or give up or they lose interest. And what do we do about that? Do you ever have that happen to you? Kids that maybe they want to try something and they get frustrated and they just quit. They just throw the paper down, throw the book down, throw the toy down, break the set apart, whatever they're doing, a Lego set or something. And they just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And you're trying to get them to learn character qualities like discipline, perseverance, stick to But I have found there's some things we need to consider about how do we teach our children to not quit. Well, we have to identify a few things. And first is what I had just mentioned. Are they trying something and they get frustrated because it's not going well? Maybe it's a a toy they're assembling and it's just the pieces aren't fitting together right, or maybe they're not winning, or maybe they just can't quite figure it out. and, And internally, they don't know how to express why they're frustrated, they don't know how to articulate their words, they don't know how to regulate their emotions, and they just quit. They storm off. They say, this is stupid. Why do I have to do this anyway? Many of you have a child like that. So we have to identify, is it because they don't know how and maybe they don't even know how to ask? Uh, Maybe it's a little too hard for them, and we need to come alongside them and help them understand it. And I'm going to come back to that one. Do any of you have children who they don't try? They immediately say, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. And so, therefore, they don't try it. And you know what you try to do. You lovingly try to encourage them. Sure, you can. You can do this. And what they're hearing is, well, I must be dumb because I can't do this. And instead of hearing you giving them those shouts of encouragement and you're trying to believe in them and show them that you believe in them, all they hear is, well, I don't believe in myself that I can do it because I don't know how to do it. And I don't want to try. And when you say that, oh, you can do it. Basically, I'm having an internal struggle with believing that because I don't believe it. And and then it makes me feel worse. It's almost like compounded 
uh, frustration for a child. Then you have the child who they don't try. They quit really before they get into it because they're afraid of failing. Sometimes those fears of failing will paralyze a child. So let's just kind of unpack in the next few minutes that we have what to do when a child is either gets in the middle of something and gets frustrated and doesn't know how to articulate what they don't know or where they need your help, or they can't figure out how to solve the problem. They hit a a dead end uh, mentally, emotionally, maybe even physically, and they just quit. The child who believes that something's too hard for them, therefore they don't try. And then the child who is afraid to try because they might fail. I know that if you have a child like that, it can be very frustrating because you don't really know what to do. Your initial reaction is to give them encouragement and praise and exhortation and, and even come alongside them. Here, let me show you. I can help you. What can we do that's effective I'm going to take you back to something we've talked about in the past, and and that is knowing the child. The child who is a people pleaser sometimes won't try because they're not giving that sense of approval, that I believe in you. Not the, oh, that's easy, but that I believe in you. They really need that positive affirmation that belief that they don't have in themselves that you sort of loan to them, that you instill in them. The child who gets frustrated doesn't know how to say, I'm stuck. Can you show me just this one part? The child who starts to doubt their own ability, and maybe we don't understand what it is that they need or ask for. And they don't know how to ask, and and maybe we don't ask them, what exactly are you struggling with? Is it this piece of the puzzle? Uh, Is it this part of the game? Is it this particular math problem? Asking them and then helping them find words, find using the language of words to be able to communicate so they can work through the hard, difficult projects that they face. Giving them the affirmation, not just saying, you can do it, it's easy, it's simple, but giving them the affirmation of, you know, sweetie, it is hard. Doing new things, doing things you've never done before can be scary. We can get afraid. We can be afraid that we're going to fail, and then what will people do? Well, they might laugh. For a child, depending on the temperament of your child, that could be paralyzing to be laughed at. They could become afraid that they get marginalized. Oh, why didn't... That's so simple, darling. All you have to do is this, this, and this. Well, if it was that simple, they would probably have done this, this, and this, wouldn't they? But they can become so gripped with that fear of, if I fail, I will be mocked, I'll be marginalized, I'll be shamed, I'll be put down, I'll be laughed at. And that particular child doesn't know how to handle it. 
So know your children. That sensitive type, that, that child who, who regularly, consistently needs those affirming th- words, those life-giving words, those words that I believe in you, those words of you're not alone. I will be happy to help you. Just do this piece, not take over the whole project and not proceed to lecture them on if they just would have thought this way, then they could have solved that problem. Well, we have to teach our children how to think critically. We have to teach our children how to handle failure, how to handle being mocked or ridiculed or marginalized. And it might not even be coming from you. It could be coming from a friend or a cousin or a classmate. But it's very real to them. So you have to know the child and what their needs are. Some kids, they're not afraid. They're just going to like jump right into a big project because they're risk takers. And internally, there's something driving that child internally that says, so if I fail, so what? I'll fall forward. I'll fail forward. I'll try again. Do you know which child you're dealing with? Do you pause for a second to think about the words you're going to say and the way you're going to approach and help them understand and learn those necessary life skills of not quitting, not giving up, not feeling like they're paralyzed because they might be put down or marginalized? There's another factor why children sometimes quit because they want they don't want conflict. They don't want disharmony. They, they want their parents' approval. It's the child to say, look, mommy, look, mommy, look, mommy. Look what I did. Look what I did. And it can become so exhausting, especially if your children are little. But if they did it when they were little, they really don't stop needing it. That's a peek into how God made that child. It doesn't take very much. I know it takes effort but it doesn't take much. I see. I see you. I see you trying. I see you thinking about all the different ways you could solve that problem or learn that math problem. I see that. And when they look at you and it's like, look, mommy, look, mommy, look, mommy, what do you think? Isn't this great? Do you think it's pretty? Do you think all the questions that they will ask, asking you, to pay attention to them. Some of your kids aren't going to do it, and there's no, there's nothing wrong with them if they don't ask. They don't have that high need like the other children that you have might need from you. So it's really important when your children are looking towards the, or have a tendency to quit when something is difficult and they can't figure it out. You know, it's, it's like you've probably heard a person say, yeah, I can take things apart, but I can't put them back together. <laughs> that could be a lawnmower. That could be a computer system. That could be a tool. That could be a toy. It could be a sewing project. It could be so many things that I can get into it, and I'm so confident getting into it. And then I get into the areas I'm not too sure about. Before I know it, I'm not getting there and I get frustrated because I can't figure out how to maneuver past this or come out of it, and I just walk away. Well, we want to teach our children the character quality of stick of asking for help 
or laying it down for a bit and then coming back after they've thought about it. The time that it takes for them to think about how something works and how something could go back together or could move forward. So when we think about our children as it relates to looking for our approval, not starting because they're afraid of failing or getting in the middle of something and just getting frustrated. Each of those three dynamics requires you to pay attention and to have a plan of action. I had somebody recently send me this clip and ask my opinion on, uh, you know, never do this, never do that, never do that. And I don't like those kind of definitive statements, you know, the always and the never. And mostly because our children aren't cookie cutter kids. We're not raising children like in a factory that we assemble a car where, oh, here's the bumper, here's the headlights, here's the tires, fill them with this much air pressure. You know, children are so custom. They're so individually crafted by their designer, by by the Lord, who fearfully and wonderfully made them. And we have to look at them as one of a kind. And as you're listening, and you may be a, a parent of many or a grandparent or an educator, maybe you work as a coach and you're constantly working with kids and you're, you're trying to figure out the psychology of getting kids to stay with it and persevere and get to the other side and accomplish the task. Be careful with the words that you let come out of your mouth. Be careful that we don't have a pat answer. Never let them quit. Well, that's a great character quality. Don't ever quit. Sometimes they have to put something down to think about it. Sometimes they have to just quit for a while until they get a little bit more mature in trying to solve certain problems. It's not forever. It's just not for right now. The child who struggles with approval and your approval specifically that paralyzes them for even trying, sometimes you want to look at yourself and ask, am I managing the expectations? Am I a person who strives for perfection? Maybe perfection in my life. And if that's you, and I know we don't, we're not going into all of that with this episode, but you know, if that's you, if, if you're somebody who wants the house perfect, and I know there's a big, you know, thing about messiness and stuff, but there are a lot of people who want things in order. They want school to happen on time. They like things to operate on a schedule and on a workflow, and it makes them happy. Time is makes their an organized day, makes them f- function well, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if we tend to have as a parent perfectionistic tendencies, our kids pick up on that. And they could start to think, well, I'm not perfect, therefore I can't. I'm not going to be able to do it as good as dad does it. I won't be able to do it the way mom would want me to do it. And that can actually cause them to not try. That can cause them a great deal of emotional fear of failing. What will they say? Will they cut me down? Will they make me feel... Like, I'm just not very smart. Well, they cut me with their words or that look that shows disapproval. So for those reasons, 
that I just mentioned. That's why I really encourage you to avoid the never. Establish those standards that in our family, we complete a project. Completing a project could just be with others too. We also have to make sure it's appropriate for what they're able to do. And we want to encourage them to try. And for those risk takers, those innovators, those natural explorers, your words to them are, be careful, you know, you're going to break your leg, you'll break your arm. But try. Don't be afraid to try. I'm just going to give you some cautionary warnings. See, as a mom of five, I did have children. I still do have children that... They're afraid to try new things. They have this sense of, I've got to do it right. I've got to do it. I can't not do this well. And so sometimes they will procrastinate doing something until like everything's lined up and they have a big confidence that they can accomplish that which they're setting out to do. They want to set themselves up to mitigate the risk of, you know, not being able to do what they're trying to do. But we need to remind our kids, they're children, and they're growing up. They're not grown up. And we need to remind them, and even as adults, we wrestle with the same issues. We get frustrated when we can't assemble (laughs) something that we've purchased, and you know, we're looking at the directions, and it just isn't going together, and we're just like, well, just throw it away or send it back. We need to remind them that we deal with the same things. If you're someone who is trying to please or uh, gain the approval of others, or maybe you have this internal perfectionistic tendency about yourself, and maybe you're dealing, you have some OCD tendencies, those are real. So we want to give our words that acknowledge the truth of those things, identify the truth of them, don't get stuck in it. Because once we can identify it, then we can help our children move through it so that they realize, if I don't succeed, mommy's not going to think badly of me. Dad's not going to make fun of me and criticize me. Dad's just going to come along and say, oh, that's okay. I've done that a hundred times. Here, try this. Use this tool. Use that. Try this. And all of a sudden, we watch their confidence grow. And if you see the child with perfectionistic tendencies... Remind them, every time it doesn't work, they've learned something new. They've learned what not to do. And sometimes, like with major innovations, a lot of times there have been hundreds or thousands of, quote, fails, and it was through all the failures of learning what won't work, they've discovered what does work. Our children need to understand that as well. I mean, cooking's kind of like that if you're trying to create a recipe, right? You're trying to create something, you're like, eh, it needs a little bit more salt. Oh, and you just, a dash of this, a touch of that, a stir here, a little cook there, uh, overcooked it next time, huh, lesson learned. See, we're constantly learning lessons, and so are our children. So if you have children that get frustrated and quit, they don't persevere, If you have children who are afraid to try because they're afraid to fail, if you have children that are constantly needing affirmation along the way, remember there's nothing wrong with them. It's our opportunity to come alongside them. Ask the Lord to give you the discernment 
to speak the life-giving words, to give the smile, the nod, the pat on the back, or a helping hand, just when that child needs it. And it's custom, it's, it's tailored, it's unique to that child. And what you'll start to find is their confidence grows, their fear gets minimized. It, they, they may always struggle with that to a degree, and maybe it won't be your approval, it'll be their boss's approval, or their professor's approval, or their spouse's approval. That'll always be a tendency that they have that you are able to help them realize I do have these tendencies, so I want to be, I want to make sure I have them in check. That I want to strive for excellence, but not, I can't be perfect. I can do things, I can do some things with a great deal of precision and excellence. In some instances, a degree of perfection, but I won't be able to do everything perfect. And they learned that, yes, it's good to have someone a friend or someone that affirms what they're thinking. Yeah, I think you could do that. Sure, I think you should try that. Write down what doesn't work and and don't be afraid to try again. Don't be afraid to take a risk. Because your children are born explorers. They want to explore the world around them. And those that are a little bit fearful just need some help, some encouragement, some motivation so that they can reduce the fear And those children that are willing to take a risk, keep exhorting them to keep trying new things, to be innovators in a creative way. The one episode that talked about resting, sometimes you just have to rest. You can't quit. That's especially true when it comes to parenting children. You can't quit. When I say about taking a rest, it just means taking a rest so you can focus on that, which is important. But in this episode, when we talk about uh, quitting as it relates to our children, it's a very different meaning and a different purpose of what we're wanting to do when we raise our children, because we want to raise our children to be strong, to be fearless. We want to raise them to be wise and discerning. We also want to raise them to know themselves, know what their weaknesses are so they can learn how to navigate them. Learn what their weaknesses are so they understand how to navigate them. I have a tendency to think this way. I have a tendency to think this about myself so that they can then start to learn to take those thoughts captive the way the Lord tells us. Take every thought captive to the Lord. We want to teach our children from a young age to identify those areas of their life so that they can take those thought captive and then give them the proper words so that they can talk themselves through those situations in their life. When it gets frustrating, yeah, this is hard. That doesn't mean I can't do it. It doesn't mean I don't have the ability. It just means that I'm learning something new and it might take me a little longer. I'm going to try this and I'm a little afraid of what others might say or think if I fail. But I'm not living for the approval of others. But I also know the people that care the most about me are the ones who are going to be there to encourage me and help me back up. And for the ones that have that perfectionistic tendency to remind themselves, I'm not required to be perfect. I'm just required to do my best. And doing my best, I am being faithful. 
Tomorrow I'll be a little better than I was today. Why? Because I've learned something new. I've gotten older. I've added knowledge and skill to some area of my life. And those are the tools in the toolbox that our children will use when they're older and they're not under our roof. And we actually help them learn those important skills. Very critical that they learn. And you'll hear about it later. They'll remember certain things that you did along their childhood when you're chatting, when you're out and about. And they'll say, Mom, remember that time? And you're like, yeah, I remember that blue piece of the puzzle that was right there, right in front of you, and you searched and searched and searched, and you were ready to quit. And I walked in, and you're you're here in tears like, I can't find this puzzle. There's a puzzle piece missing. And I walked in, and I just saw it sitting there. Remember that? I'll never forget that, Mom. It seems so trivial, right? It's like, oh, that, that was just a puzzle piece. That's the way childhood development is. It's one little piece One little conversation, one little word, one smile, one little help, and it all adds up. And we turn the tassel, and they move into their next season of life, and we're able to watch them soar. And then we're able to smile and and remember all the little things that you did today that are helping them be prepared for tomorrow and the next year and beyond. So as always, we are so grateful that you tune in every week to Equip to Be. We do this show for you. We want it to be a blessing and an encouragement to you. We want to hear from you. I'm so grateful for all of you who have sent uh, notes and comments, and you can check us out on social media, ConnieAlbers.author on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, Connie Albers. The podcast drops every Wednesday. Uh, Twitter is Connie L. Albers, and you can find us on Pinterest as well. Tell your friends about the show. It's an exciting journey, and we're honored to be a part of this journey with you because parenting, marriage, relationships, navigating the culture, it's nice to kind of walk along with somebody arm in arm. And we want to be a source of encouragement and support for you in your journey. So thanks for tuning in to Equipped to Be, and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.